누군가 말했다. 가장 짙은 어둠도 가장 흐른 빛이 사라지는 거라고. 이것은 살아남는 것보다 살아야 할 이유를 찾는 게더 힘겨운 세상에서 기어이 살아갈 이유를 찾아내는 우리들의 이야기다. 이 노래 꼭 집에 온것 같았어요. Sweet Home. 퀸카 앤 퀸카 여러분 안녕하세요. 퀸카 친구 한도준입니다. 오늘은 이 시즌의 마지막 해인데요. 준비가 되셨나요? 전 준비했죠? 어? 죄송합니다. Let me repeat that. Kinka and Quinka 여러분 안녕하세요. This is Rome or Handojun, your Kinka Chingu. Today is actually the final episode of the season. Did you know that beforehand? Well, maybe. Are you ready? Yeah, as for me, I have prepared a bit and uh, at least I've prepared a bit. A bit better than last week. Yeah, and in today's episode, we're shuffling the order for a bit. First, we'll have five minutes for our weekly vocab, then 20 to 30 minutes of discussion about our K-drama for today, Sweet Home. And finally, some language learning tips, song recommendation, and our K-drama's word of wisdom. Um, there might be some of you who are not into Korean language, So you can skip the next few minutes and head straight to the discussion or you can learn five new Korean words which you might encounter again in the future K-dramas that you will be watching. Your choice. Before I share with you our five weekly vocab wherever you are listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and others, please click the subscribe button if you still haven't. If, if, well, if you're enjoying this podcast, and this is so that you won't miss any future episodes of Kinka Podcast. Also, if you're an Apple Podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could give the show five stars. That will really help a lot. So now let's head straight to our weekly vocabs. Um, I don't want this to sound robotic or anything, but to save time for our weekly vocabs, I will only read the Korean word twice or thrice, tell you its meaning, explain a bit if needed, and then read the sample sentences in Korean and in English. Uh, this is just like a reminder to myself, but I'm just letting you know so that you won't be shocked. I just wanted to save both. our time so that we can have more time for discussion. Alright, so here's our weekly vocabs. First word, 요란하다, 요란하다, 요란하다. 
this word means to be noisy, loud, or uproarious. Yoran hada. Sample sentence. Soktam bin sorega yoran hada. Soktam bin sorega yoran hada. Empty vessels make the most sound. Yoran hada. Second word. Kukka bisang sate. Kukka bisang sate. A state of national emergency. Sample sentence. Detongyongi kukka bisang satere sonpoheta. Detongyongi kukka bisang satere sonpoheta. The president proclaimed a state of emergency. The president proclaimed a state of emergency. Kukka bisang sate. Third word. Jinjak. 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 There are other meanings to the word, but for this um, case, we're talking about jinjak, which is an adverb, and it means before, beforehand, or perhaps earlier. Jinjak. Sample sentence. Niga jinjak nege kroke marhesoya he. Niga jinjak nege kroke marhesoya he. You should have told me about it earlier or beforehand. You should have told me about it earlier or beforehand. Jinjak. Fourth word. Dongyuhada. 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 This word means to be shaken, restless, agitated, or disturbed. Sample sentence. Tanje yakkan dongyuhagu isso. Tanje yakkan dongyuhagu isso. I'm just a little agitated. I'm just a little agitated. Dongyuhada. Finally, fifth word, Kongjunhada. Kongjunhada. This word means to coexist. Kongjunhada. Now let's have the sample sentence. Kimurirang Kongjunar Suisir Kayo. Kimurirang Kongjunar Suisir Kayo. Kimurirang Kongjunar Suisir Kayo. Do you think we can coexist with monsters? Yes, so that's Kongjunhada. So let's review. Yoran hada, to be noisy, loud, or uproarious. Kukka pisang sate, a state of national emergency. Jinjak, before, beforehand, earlier. Dongyu hada, to be shaken, restless, agitated, or disturbed. Kongjun hada, to coexist. So those are our weekly new vocab. To help you add these words to your usable. Um, vocabulary words, make sure to review them again in the future. All the weekly new vocab details are also in the show notes for your reference. So yeah, okay, that sounded quite formal. Was that okay with you? Uh, we can be less formal now because now it's time for our K-drama discussion. And while I'm the only person speaking here, you can, you can actually also respond to me and agree with me out loud or just in your mind or also disagree if that's how you feel but depending on when you, where you are so respond to me in your mind or out loud that's up to you if you are commuting make sure to wear your headphones and yet still be aware of your surroundings but if you're at home you can opt to listen to me on your own or how about 
listen to this episode together with your roommate or your friends or family members even if that's you know applicable to you let the discussion begin all right so i'm ready for the discussion although my mouth is quite dry so i'm not sure if you're hearing some sort of mouth noise <laughs> sorry about that um but i'm trying to hydrate myself as much as i can so that my mouth wouldn't be so dry anyway for today's episode we'll be talking about sweet home and what is this sweet home we're talking about um there's actually a lot of sweet home dramas available on asian wiki but the one we're talking about today is sweet home um it's a k drama f- that's also available on netflix and it's actually based on a webtoon that also has the same title so like last week let me read to you a plot synopsis by the asian wiki staff so i'll also put the links to the asian wiki for your reference so let me read it first Cha Hyun-soo is a high school student. He is also a recluse and rarely leaves his room. He refuses to talk to his father, mother, and younger sister. One day, his whole family, except for him, dies in a car accident. Cha Hyun-soo is left all alone. He moves into a small apartment. At this time, a mysterious phenomenon of humans turning into monsters occur all around the world. The residents of Cha Hyun Su's apartment building, including Pyeon Sang-wook, fight against these monsters and try to survive. Okay, so that is the plot synopsis and yeah, this this K-drama is based on a webcomic with the same title Sweet Home and it was by Kim Kan-bi and Hwang Young-chan. Um according to the notes here, it was first published in October 12 2017 via Naver Webtoon Corp. All right. So, I actually haven't got the chance to read the entire webtoon, but I started reading it after watching the show and so far I think at least for the first um for the prologue it remained um very loyal to the webtoon. But I I'm not sure about the entire show because I have yet to read the whole webtoon. Um yeah. But I've I've actually already downloaded the webtoon app because I used to read web I mean I used to read webtoons on Naver, but I suddenly stopped because I don't know, I just didn't have much time for it, I guess, or I I didn't really that time i didn't really enjoy reading lots of webtoons although there were quite a few that fascinated me but then after a while i just sort of stopped and somehow having seen sweet home made me be interested again in korean webtoons korean comics or manhwa so here i am again i'm going to read sweet home but for today we're just going to talk about the k drama So first question to myself about the K-drama is it binge worthy? Um is am I supposed to answer this first? But anyway, it's on top of my list of questions. So I would say that yes, it is binge worthy because 
for um well it's just 10 episodes and each episode is just about 40 minute minutes so it doesn't take much time and i i think a lot of people could just simply watch this in a day and yeah because it's just like you're watching two movies two long movies even or maybe even just one really long movie so it's something that people can really binge watch but is it binge worthy i I guess so because the storyline is super interesting the premise is super interesting the characters were really good i mean the characters had depth in each of them so and also each episode usually ends with a cliffhanger or something that would make you want to watch the next episode so it it's definitely binge worthy please you can binge it if you want but if you're well i didn't binge it exactly i watched it in two days <laughs> so it's still sort of a binge but not like in one day so i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it's extreme in my case but yeah like i said some people will watch it in a day but for you it's up to you you can watch it in a week in a month depending on the time that you have or yeah yeah i guess that means it's binge worthy according to me um next thing that i wanted to talk about is okay so i just have a lot of questions and some discussion points on my notes and it's not really organized in a specific manner <laughs> but anyway so okay so let's talk about the title first because the title of the show is sweet home and it's like wait this is a kind of horror or suspense drama and why is it called sweet home is it something like similar to haunted houses or anything like that well it's not really a, a haunted house because it's an apartment with multitudes of people living in it but yeah the title is actually from a song or a piece of music a composition by jisoo and it was hyunsu the lead character who called the piece of music sweet home and he said it's because the music that jisoo was playing made him feel like he's back home so sort of based on the story that's where the title came from um i I guess it's going to be similar in the manhwa i'm yet to read it but yeah maybe we can confirm it later but right now it appears to be that so that's the reason why the show is called sweet home because the music that was played by jisoo made him feel like he's back home speaking of music i just like to say that the show has really amazing um sounds so i'd like to give salute to the sound engineers and the what do you call that the score music scorers so really good i i really enjoy the show and i would say that a lot of that is because of the music without the music uh, well this show is going to be a whole lot different but yeah the show's music is really good so if you're a fan of 
I don't know. If you're a fan of movies with really good music score, this is something you should watch. Although I have to say that the show has a lot of blood or gory graphics. So if you're not into that, hmm, maybe you shouldn't watch this. But, you know, all those blood are not real blood. Those are just, I don't know, it's not ketchup. It's not, I don't know what they're made of, but... They're definitely not real blood. So when you watch, just think that they're not real blood. So that you can be less, I don't know, horrified. Yeah, because I, I understand that some people who watch these kinds of dramas or movies are really horrified because of those graphic images, like really intense. Like, um, actually, my, my mom started watching this. But then after seeing the first episode, she stopped watching. Actually, they didn't finish the first episode because they felt like, oh, it's too gory. It's too bloody. And there's a lot of death and then there's monsters. So it, it's just not my mom's style. So she didn't watch this. So I actually just watched this alone. And yeah, so if I just wanted to let you know that, yeah, if you're not into blood and gory stuff, it's not that people who watch this are into it but what i mean is if it's something you despise then yeah this is not something for you also yeah the theme of the show is sort of apocalyptic in a way because there's this discussion about potentially um there's this discussion about human beings potentially becoming extinct they were talking, uh, I guess they've mentioned that dinosaurs were so strong and yet they became extinct. So what about humans? We we think that we're so intelligent, but then we still have the that potential of becoming extinct. And actually, uh, there's this theme here that's sort of saying that it's not the monsters, actually. It's not the monsters who will be the cause of people's extinction but it's people themselves and okay since we're talking about the monsters already in the premise of the story people become monsters because of some sort of grief greed sorry it's not grief some sort of greed that they have so if they're greedy for something or if they have this strong negative emotion inside of them that could be the root cause for them turning into monsters but then there's this character what's his name it's Myung. so according to Myung, though this um people turning into monsters it's it's not some disease it's not some curse as other people in the show have thought it to be but according to him it's actually part of evolution it's just that some people didn't evolve to become like them. So I find that interesting that there's that point wherein they think that's our, not final, but that's the next step of evolution. And okay, so sort of we're actually having some spoilers here. So, but I, I didn't say much yet, but anyway, I'll just put some notes on the show notes and tell you that there are spoilers so it would be best if you don't like spoilers to not to you know to watch the show first before listening to this episode 
yeah i think a majority of the discussion is about humanity so i I would say that the theme of the show revolves around humanity a lot and so this makes me ask the question what does it mean to be human what does it really mean to be human or um how do how does a person actually live like a proper human being that is a question that i don't have a straight answer to i mean i could say a few words about it or more than few words but yeah so how do you think people should live i mean we all know what human beings are capable of sort of i mean we don't know the full potential but we know what people are capable of like the emotions that we can have or the way would the way we would react to things it's something that we know like what makes people tick what makes people angry what makes people sad what makes people smile these are things that we kind of understand as we live our lives but then is that what it means to be human i mean what makes us different from other beings like from animals so there's this thought that humans are just the same as animals sort of i mean yeah we're both living things but there's something different about us because we are able to build societies and we are able to do a lot of things with our hands so yeah um i i guess i'm not really answering the question about what what makes us human or what it really means to be human but then if if you look at the show and then think about those that have become monsters there were monsters who harmed people but there were also monsters who didn't harm people and actually monsters who even protected people so we call them monsters because they look differently well they really are different if we think of their biological structure and stuff they're different but who are we to judge them i mean who are we to judge those monsters to be evil cuz there definitely are bad and good human beings so can't there be bad and good monsters too and if monsters can be both i mean if monsters can be good or bad and humans can be also can also be good and bad then what makes monsters different from human beings so that's a question that i don't really have answer to and maybe you're also thinking about that but it's quite philosophical in a way but isn't it interesting to discuss these kinds of things i mean we're watching k drama okay we're enjoying k drama but these themes are just super interesting that they're worthy of discussion well as- aside from the theme okay i actually already mentioned that it's gory and bloody right i'm just curious about the children in the show cuz there's two children in the show it's suyoung and youngsu so i remember their names because their names are very easy to remember anyway so we have children in the show and i'm just thinking like how does that work having children in a gory film maybe they didn't see the blood maybe they didn't see the monsters because those things come during the post editing or something so maybe to them it wasn't super scary and i i guess they were briefed about the story and they were briefed about like what 
killing is or something. Because there's this scene wherein they were being killed by a gang. So there were gunshots and they were fighting against each other. So I'm sure the kids have seen that being filmed. But yeah, I'm just curious as to how this affects child actors or child actors and child actresses. So yeah, just just some thought. Uh, I'm sure they have proper training and stuff and proper debriefing. But yeah, I'm just curious how it works. So I've mentioned a bit about a few characters already. So Hyun Su, um, Ji Su, Yong Su, and Su Young. Uh, okay, I-, I wanted to say this about the characters because when I have seen the first episode, um, I actually judged the characters already. I mean, I had my first impression like, this is a bad guy. This is. Um, a weird person, something like that. So I guess we all have that. We all have these first impressions about people. And we also do that in watching K-drama. So I'm guilty of that. When I've first seen the... When I've first seen Jisoo and this guy, this religious guy, who is he? What's his name again? Uh, Jehon. So when I've... When I first saw Jisoo and Jaehyun in the elevator, I actually thought that Jaehyun was a pervert. Like, he was into Jisoo. Um, yeah, that's me judging him. But yeah, I guess I was wrong because eventually Jaehyun is actually a very decent man. Although his... Um, well, actually, that's kind of weird that I thought that he was a pervert. Where, in fact, he was religious. I mean, at least he introduced himself as religious from the very beginning. Like, he had Bible, but he said that he doesn't do missionary or anything. But, yeah, I, I, it just it's just weird that I thought he was a pervert from the very beginning. And then I also judged Sangook. Although, I, I guess we were all made to believe that he was a bad guy. He is sort of a bad guy, but... When you watch the entire show, you will somehow have empathy, more empathy for him. And I, I think I've already mentioned in a few episodes back that I was joining this class. Um, it's a theater analysis class that helps us, I mean, helps the actors or readers to have more empathy towards the characters. And while going through that class, I, I feel like I'm somehow able to practice that in every show that I watch so I I, although I still judge the characters from time to time like I have this first impression and then prejudice against them but little by little um, I'm able to empathize with them more and like I try to I try to understand better where they're coming from where the characters are coming from and I guess that's really important when we watch any show actually it's not just this I mean it's not just a show about the show with lots of evil stuff and anything but yeah whatever show we watch uh, I guess it's important to have empathy so we practice empathy with the characters in the show and I guess that also gets reflected in real life we become more empathetic to the people around us or the people we encounter so uh, I just wanted to mention that um what else um what else should i talk about um 
Yeah, so the characters, uh, the characters will eventually grow on you. So the characters of the show are quite a lot. Um, if if you want to remember their names, there's actually a lot. I don't remember all their names, but yeah. So the characters are mostly all the people who lived in the same apartment, or is that an apartment? It's not a condominium, but some sort of a really large complex house. Um, is that the term? Complex house, complex living spaces. Uh, yeah, I think that's how it's called. A complex, a complex. Like a really huge sort of apartment with lots of people in it, and it's not a very rich community because um, they're not so poor either. But they're not a rich community, so yeah. And so I I said the characters would grow on you. So although in the beginning you would like despise a lot of the characters like why is this character like this and like you'll get frustrated with a lot of their decisions um so and so but as you watch the show well at least in my experience as i've watched the entire show i have come to like every character like i'm saying that each of the characters are alive each of the characters have depth it's not that they're just there as an additional person in the show no all of them have their own stories and it adds color to these really beautiful horror or suspense k-drama i haven't seen a lot of gory korean dramas or korean movies aside from gangster high i've already mentioned gangster high in in the introductory episode of the podcast but yeah that's the only gory Korean drama that I've seen, or Korean movie that I've seen. And when I watched this Sweet Home, like I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is really good. It's really worth watching. And it's not just about the fascination about monsters or about um, having these philosophical questions in your mind about what does it mean to be human and human and monsters. Are they just the same? Um, but aside from that, there's actually a lot of like little stories inside that will make you rethink how you're living your life. So uh, at least for me, that's how I'm taking this show. So it's not just about the horror. It's not just about the blood and the monsters. But it's about reflecting back on our humanity. So yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. And okay, my voice is kind of getting hoarse right now, but I'm still trying. It's almost midnight. So I guess in general, that's everything that I want to talk about regarding Sweet Home. But there's... Okay, there's actually one more thing. This is the last thing, but this is no longer about the main story. It's not about the main story anymore. It's just... Okay, so this is like a cultural spotlight. So let's put something on spotlight, something related to culture. And this is Torjabi. Torjabi. This is some, this is like a birthday ceremony thing. It's your first birthday, Torjabi. So it's like on your first birthday, on the first birthday of a child, there are different set of things that are placed. I don't know, on a table or on the floor. 
and then the child who is celebrating his or her first birthday is allowed to crawl and then choose one or more item from those things and upon choosing one thing and picking it up um, they, this sort of means that whatever you choose will have an effect on your mindset or the way you will live your life so I'm not sure about westerners out there if you have this kind of culture in the show this is of course Korean culture but here in the Philippines we sort of have this same idea actually that um, I'm not sure if it's on our first birthday but when we are young as well we are given that like um, you can pick pencil money knife or whatever i'm not sure i've uh, knife i'm not sure about knife if that's included i only remember pencil money and maybe crayons for creativity so each of those things will have its meaning and this was presented in the show through jisoo and jehan so jisoo picked up wait what did jisoo pick up she said thread so it could mean long life um, and then for Jehan, he picked knife. So that meant, I don't know, he would be strong and he would fight for his life, something like that. So, yeah, so we sort of have that here in the Philippines as well. I'm just not sure if it's still being pra practiced by a lot of people. So for Westerners out there, do you have any kind of similar practice? Okay, so if you have, let us know. Um, send us a tweet. On my Twitter account. My Twitter account is always on the show notes. So you can always reach me out through that. So yeah. Just wanted to mention that. And I guess that's kind of. I'm not sure if that's still being practiced in Korea right now. Torjavi. Maybe it is with some traditional families. Maybe it's not by contemporary families. I'd also be interested to know. Maybe I'll talk to my Korean friends. Like my Korean friends who are younger to know if it's still being practiced because i'm sure for people who are this at the same age as mine they have probably still practiced it okay so that's about the show um i promise you that i'd still be giving you song recommendations right so every week i'll give you song recommendations this week i'd like to recommend the song warriors by imagine dragon so it's not korean but it's one of the music that was used in the show sweet home and i just really like how it was used in the show like the moment that the song plays is uh like this is war and we are warriors we're gonna fight so um it's really good i i really like the song so yeah listen to the song um no korean song recommendation today just that warriors by imagine dragons um, I'll put a link on the show notes so you can listen to the song as well. Okay, study tip. Um, what's my study tip for today? Alright, for this week's study tip, last week I told you about setting intention when you watch Korean dramas, right? So that when you watch Korean drama, your mind is at that, okay, I'm going to watch this Korean drama so that I could improve improve on my Korean language skills. So aside from that, since we are actually doing vocabulary words every week, right? So what can you do with the vocabulary words? I suggest that you write them down or put them on and copy them to your notebook, whether it's a physical notebook or a digital notebook. So do that and then 
study the words even further. Like, for example, today we learned about 공존하다, which means to coexist. So, um, you already know its basic definition, but maybe you can investigate it even further. Like, um, try to look for sentences where it's used and understand how different contexts could potentially change its meaning. And there's also way, I mean, there are also times when, although it's the same word, it could potentially be used to mean a different thing. I mean, it's literally to coexist, but there might be other, I mean, you could put some other color to the meaning of the word depending on how it's used. And I'm usually very fascinated by those. So, you know, so my, so what's the tip actually? So the tip is delve deeper into these words. If it's, if, if the word fascinates you, delve deeper into it. But if not, then just put it on your notes and maybe review it later on. So for me, that's a, something I do from time to time, not always. So like I look up some words and then I look at sample sentences and sometimes I even look for uh, translations by, what's this, subs is that what it's called? If you're on Naver, there's this, like, it's a tab wherein there are subtitles from different kinds of videos, maybe YouTube videos or videos from different video streaming platforms originally in Korean and then translated into whatever language and yeah so those kinds of resources are also helpful to make you make us understand how these words are used in contemporary times because there's a lot of words that somehow change their meaning according to the time like last week or two weeks ago sun b which literally means a scholar a classical scholar is now being used to mean something else so yeah that's our study tip for the week and yeah as usual before i let you go i would like you to have some life lessons from korean dramas so here's our k drama words of wisdom let me read the korean first 그럴 수 없는 상황에서 너무 확실하게 약속한다는 건 진짜가 아닐 확률이 높지. 그럴 수 없는 상황에서 너무 확실하게 약속한다는 건 진짜가 아닐 확률이 높지. When someone is so sure about keeping a promise when it's hardly possible, there's a good chance it's a lie. So that's our K-drama word of wisdom for the week um do i need to explain it it's kind of self-explanatory somehow so when someone is like telling us so certainly about keeping a promise that's you know that sounds really impossible to do then there's a good chance that it's a lie in simple terms this is sort of just the same with when it sounds too good to be true then it probably is it's too good to be true So, yeah, you know, in my life as well, I've encountered people who promised me big things and stuff. 
And yeah, eventually I I realized that those were just that big promises. Is that a life lesson that you're willing to take? Yeah, so that's our K-drama word of wisdom for this week. So make sure that whoever gives you promises, well, if if like they say that they're really sure they can keep a promise, and yet that promise seems very impossible, then the idea is to have some level of skepticism. Don't fully trust them 100%. Nobody is ever deserving of 100% absolute trust or absolute faith. So always have some room for skepticism. All right, Kinka and Kinka Irwin, thank you very much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoy this episode, um, why not share it with your friends? Maybe share it on Instagram, tag me, or or just let your friends know about this K-Dram podcast that you're listening to. And also, as usual, if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast, please remember to subscribe and to give the show five stars. That would really help a lot. Again, oh, actually, I didn't mention, but this is actually the season ender. I almost forgot that. So it's the end of season one, and next week will be the beginning of season two. There's no break. Yeah, that's it. That's everything that I wanted to say today. I don't have any voice anymore. Come <sighs> Thank you.